Let us pray. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death and opened unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech you that, as you put into our minds good desires, so by your continual help we may bring the same to good effect. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The eighth day, the day of the new creation. The Gospel according to Luke, the twenty-fourth chapter. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they and some others came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They entered in, and didn't find the Lord Jesus' body. While they were greatly perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling white. Becoming terrified, they bowed their faces down to the earth. They said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He isn't here, but is risen. Remember what he told you when he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified and the third day rise again? They remembered his words, returned from the tomb, and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James. The other women with them told these things to the apostles. These words seemed to them to be nonsense, and they didn't believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he departed to his home, wondering what had happened. Alleluia! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! Alleluia! Let us go forth in peace in the name of the Lord. Amen.
When I awake, I am still with thee. Alleluia! Thou laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. When I awake, I am still with thee. Alleluia! Thou lay thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Alleluia! Testament lesson for the resurrection of our Lord is written in the 25th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 6th verse. In this mountain, the Lord of armies will make all peoples a feast of choice meat, a feast of choice wines, a choice meat full of marrow, of well-refined choice wines. He will destroy in this mountain the surface of the covering that covers all peoples, and the veil that is spread over all nations. 
He has swallowed up death forever. The Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces. He will take the reproach of his people away from off all the earth, for the Lord has spoken it. It shall be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The strife is over, the battle done. Now is the victor's triumph won. Now we the song of praise begun. The epistle is written in the 15th chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the first verse. Now I declare to you, brothers, the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, in which you also stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold firmly the word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, then the twelve. Then He appeared to over five hundred brothers at once, most of whom remain until now, but some have also fallen asleep. Then He appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to the child born at the wrong time. He appeared to me also. For I am the least of the apostles, who is not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am. His grace which was given to me was not futile, but I worked more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. 
Whether then it is I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever.
Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the twentieth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went early, while it was still dark, to the tomb, and saw the stone taken away from the tomb. Therefore she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. Therefore Peter and the other disciple went out, and they went toward the tomb. They both ran together. The other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths lying, yet he didn't enter in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and entered into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying, and the cloth which had been on his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but rolled up in a place by itself. 
So then the other disciple who came first to the tomb also entered in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they didn't know the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary was standing outside at the tomb, weeping. So as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. They asked her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, and didn't know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold me, for I haven't yet ascended to my father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. This is it. This is everything. Christianity is the flesh and blood of Christ. It is Christ crucified and risen again. It is him delivered up for our sins and raised for our justification. This is the gospel, and the gospel is everything. Which is exactly what St. Paul says. He says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Do you hear from St. Paul how the gospel is everything? It is everything that we preach. To preach anything but Christ crucified and risen is not to preach the gospel. Anything else, preaching anything else, is preaching only that which leads to death. But we who are faithful preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. We preach the gospel, Christ crucified and risen again, because it is everything. It is everything which we receive from Paul and the true church Catholic. The gospel is what we receive in baptism, where we are baptized into his crucifixion and his resurrection, where we enter the church, where we're made a saint by the water and blood from his side. The gospel is what we receive in absolution, where Jesus in the waters of baptism cleanses our feet every day through his word and through his pastors that say by his authority, I forgive you all your sin. The gospel is what we receive at the Lord's Supper as we receive his body given for us and his blood shed for us for the forgiveness of our sins. That same flesh and blood which rose for us so that when we partake of it, it seals us in the hope of the resurrection. Everything received here in the church is the gospel. It is everything. It is everything in which we now stand, in which we now live. The crucifixion and the resurrection, death and rising again, humility and the hope for glory, that is our reality in which we live and the reality in which we hope. This morning, Mary Magdalene's reality was radically changed when she first heard and saw her Lord. Just like your reality radically changed in your baptism, because your entire life there in the waters has been defined in Christ. Don't think that you can keep this salvation within the four walls of a church building. Don't think that you can compartmentalize your justification to Sunday morning and maybe a few Wednesdays. Don't be fooled into thinking your redemption is a reality that can be left here as you then go enter the world. No. From the gospel received in the waters, you are a new creation. Every aspect of your life and how we view the world has been changed in these waters because we are a new creation. It is our new reality every year, every month, every week, every hour, minute, second. Whatever your vocation, whatever your situation, good or bad, whatever time that we live in, all of us in the church Catholic have this now as our reality. All of us in the church stand in this gospel. It is everything. It is everything because it is the gospel by which we are saved. So we don't set it aside to go commit the lusts of the flesh. Rather, let us cling to the gospel that is everything. 
because it's ours, this gospel. Our Lord crucified and risen from the dead. That's ours. It's everything. It's what we preach. It's what we receive. It's what we stand in. It's what saves us and not in vain. Of this, St. Paul says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appears to James, then to all the apostles. Listen closely to the words of St. Paul. He says, For I delivered to you, that is the church, as of first importance, the most important thing, he delivered to us the most important thing, what I also received. What he received from God, that is the most important thing he has given to us. A tradition is something that is handed down from one person to the next, from one generation to the next. It's what is delivered to us in the gospel. The gospel which Christ handed down to the apostles, which the apostles handed down to us. The gospel, which is Christ crucified and raised from the dead, is the divine apostolic tradition to which we cling and hold fast. It's everything we find in the New Testament. And look at what Paul says he and the apostles hand down to us from God. He says, Christ died for our sins, was buried, was raised on the third day, who then appeared to many. My dear flock, did you just hear what Paul is quoting there? It's the second article of the creed. The gospel, the creed, is the faith. That's the divine apostolic tradition. It's what we received. The divine tradition, the gospel, is what your parents and grandparents handed down to you. It is what the church handed down to you in catechesis and preaching. It's the divine tradition which you confess every Sunday, which we all should pray every day. It is what you hand down to your children and what the church hands down to her precious catechumens. The gospel is ours handed down to us from the apostles who had it handed down to them from Christ himself as his eyewitnesses. Because the news of the resurrection is what Mary handed to the apostles and what the apostles handed to the church and what the church handed to you. And of course, Mary just brought to the apostles what Christ gave to her. Christ gave directly to the apostles, them to the church, the church to you. And that this divine tradition was handed down from Christ to the apostles and the church is seen in the list of post-resurrection appearances that Paul rattles off and he lists them in order of importance. Christ first appeared to Cephas, that is Peter. And Peter himself is the one who represents the apostles and the church as first among equals. And then Christ appeared to the twelve, the twelve who represent the whole church. Then Christ appeared to more than 500 disciples, showing this resurrection is for all of his baptized, whether alive or fallen asleep in the grave. Then he appears to James, his brother, because we are all his brothers in his death and resurrection in the waters of baptism. Then Christ appears to all the apostles, including Paul, as Paul lists himself as last. Paul lists himself as last. Paul makes special mention of why he was last. Why it was listed as last in order of importance. 
He says, Last of all, as to one untimely born, he, Christ, appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. So says Paul. Paul lists himself last in great humility, knowing here how unworthy he was, noting himself really as the chief of sinners who saved by Christ then worked harder than any of the other apostles. And we may think it odd that Paul speaks of himself in such humility. Why mention all of this among the great gifts of Christ in the second article of the Creed? Well, just as Paul reminds us of the gospel which he preaches, which we received, in which we stand, which saves us, just as Paul reminds us of this gospel, here in his humility, he shows us how to also live in this gospel, how to take this gospel and live it as we leave today. He shows us how to live in our reality of Christ crucified and risen again. We live in this reality with the same great humility that Paul shows here. Because just as Paul confesses that he is the chief of sinners undeserving of any of these gifts of God, so we should also look in the mirror of the Ten Commandments and see also how we are sinners, recognize ourselves as the chief of sinners, recognize ourselves as those who are most undeserving of God's grace. That we too, like Paul, are also those untimely born, and yet, and yet, undeserving as we are, Christ appears to us in baptism, where he baptizes us into himself, in preaching, where he speaks tenderly to us, in the supper, where he gives us his body and blood, in a whole sacrifice, without holding anything back from us, he gives us his body and blood undeserving as we may be, here Christ appears to us in the gathering, in his church. And in his gospel, he develops the most intimate relationship with us, where we become part of his body, where we abide in him and him in us, so that we may live in him. By the grace of God, we are what we are, and that is part of the body of Christ. Now, in this humility, what does Paul do in this gospel? As he is justified and lives in this new sanctification, he says, I worked harder than any of the other apostles. In humility, in this new reality, forgiven. Let us strive to do the good works in the vocations which God has given us. For Paul, it was as an apostle. That's not what he gives to us. Instead, some of us are children. So we strive to do good works toward our parents, or husbands to our wives, or as parents to our children, or as brothers in Christ to each other, or as bosses to workers, or workers to bosses, or as co-workers, and so on. Whatever the vocation, we strive to work the hardest, to love and forgive and wash each other's feet, that is, forgive each other. Although realizing, as Paul says, it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me, which does all these good works. We're just 
hitched up to the grace of God, which does all of this. I'm not looking to brag. I don't think Paul here is looking to brag that he worked harder than, harder than the other apostles. I think what he is saying is the grace of God worked harder in me. And so, the grace of God saved, now that we are saved, we strive like Paul to work the hardest, realizing also that we are only instruments of God's grace. Paul finishes the apostle by saying, whether then it was I or they, that means the other apostles, so we preach and so you believed. And that's true. Whether it's I that preach to you or another faithful pastor, it is no matter. What is preached is Christ crucified for your sins and risen for your justification. So we preach, so you believe. You don't need to search for it as Mary did that morning. Because we know where the body and blood of Christ is. It's right here. Christ will not tell you now, do not cling to me, as he did to Mary in that moment. Because he is ascended now. And he wants you to cling to him right here in the Word and Sacraments. He wants you to pass it down to others, this this tradition of the gospel that he gave to the apostles and them to us in the scriptures, so that as you leave this altar, you may say, I have seen the Lord to others. Because this is it. This is everything. Christianity is the flesh and blood of Christ. It is Christ crucified and risen again. This is the gospel, which is everything. So may we strive in it in our reality in the flesh and blood of Christ. And as the world grows ever more dark, may we demand, demand this gospel more and more for the strengthening of our faith to endure whatever the world throws at us. The gospel is yours by divine right in your baptism. Live humbly. Demand the gifts of Christ that is yours in baptism boldly. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
upon thee to deliver me when didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin and thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers thou sittest at the right hand of God upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Grant, we beseech you, Almighty God, that we who celebrate the solemnities of the Lord's resurrection may by the renewal of your Holy Spirit rise again from the death of the soul. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily, we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, 
with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, Remember not the sins of our youth, nor our many transgressions. But out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power, and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise.
and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.